You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel. I'm here with Amy Julian. We are in the downtown Chancery, beautiful Chancery building, downtown Rapid City, right across the street from Armadillos. Uh, We're here with two amazing guests that are physically in the flesh in front of us, uh, ready to talk. Elizabeth and Vincent Benzmiller, both School of Mines students. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're both siblings, as you can probably tell by the last know, name. It's quite crazy. Um, but I'm a senior graduating from School of Mines this May. I'm going to become a focused missionary afterwards. Um, and my brother here followed me to college. Nah, that's not quite the case. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we both are studying. He's a second year. He's a sophomore. Um, and we're both officers at the Newman Club at the Rapid City Newman Center. So every day we get to interact with amazing students, amazing community members, um, and just walk with them on their faith journeys and get to be, you know, witnesses to how that center can really change people's lives and just, you know, be an opportunity to encounter people um, every day and also, you know, focus on our STEM studies, but have God as, you know, the center of all of that, Absolutely. which is really cool. That's wonderful. Vincent, was that all correct? Was that right? Um, I, yeah, I can, I can attest to that. Was, that, was, that was factual. Um, no, she, she does a good job introducing me as well, so I, I can't argue all too much. But no, my name is, in fact, Vincent Bensmiller, second-year sophomore industrial engineering and engineering management student. Um, all the same stuff, though. Love, love the Lord. Love our spot in the Newman. So. And you were a Christ in the City missionary this yes, summer. Yes, I also so I did Christ in the City um, as a summer service missionary all last summer. So I have nice. I have one thing on top of my soon to be focused missionary sister. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I yes. took I took the missionary card first, you first. know, but then she's she's doing the full time. So. Well, and she said you were kind of a missionary to her. Oh yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I stopped practicing my faith actually in college. Um, I joined Greek life and it kind of felt like a this or that option. It didn't feel like I could do both. Um, and so I just kind of stopped practicing my faith thinking, well, I, you know, I can have a relationship with God. We both grew up Catholic our entire lives. I went to Catholic school all throughout graduation. Um, and I just thought, well, you know, I can have a relationship with God, but maybe my faith doesn't need to be confined by four walls. Boy, was I wrong. Um, everything in my life just kind of started to take a turn. Um, and just kind of got to a low point, decided, you know what? If my problems can't be fixed at mines, I think I should move across an ocean to Ireland and study abroad. Um, let me tell you, moving across an ocean does not fix all your problems. It does not. Uh, can't run away from them. No, you can't. But that's kind of what sparked just like my awe and wonder again with the Catholic Church. Obviously, European Catholic churches are gorgeous. Um, and I think Vincent kind of saw that as an opportunity. He's been trying, he'd been trying for like two and a half, three years just to be like, hey, go to Sunday Mass. Hey, go to Sunday Mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, when I was in Ireland, he said something that really like changed my life. But he just said, well, if you can't be there, I will be there praying for you. And that really just kind of shook me to the core of that's the Catholic Church I grew up with that's warm and welcoming and is really there to just support and encourage you. And so when I came back, Vincent and I made a little deal. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm open to going back to church. So how about this? Since we don't want to, you know, be <laughs> smothering each other at school, uh, we'll do Sunday Mass every Sunday, um, and then we'll go get maybe brunch or something like that. And I was like, okay, I will go anywhere but the Newman Center, just because, you know, that's on campus, I'll know people, that kind of thing. And then went, mm, <laughs> I will go, place I'll go only at the Newman yeah, Center. Only yeah. at the Newman Center. <laughs> so we made a deal that he had to sit with me in the pew. Um, 
And boy, was that an experience because we sat with all of his friends then. Oh, yeah. Turns out I was known as Vincent's sister. Yeah, in one semester. In one, so she, she did her study abroad and she had a co-op before. So she was gone for a whole year. And in one semester, the Elizabeth Benzmiller, who was at school for, what, two, two years at that point, went from being Elizabeth Benzmiller to being... Vincent's, Vincent's sister. sister. Oh, yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was a good piece of pride for me, but she, she took it all in, all in stride, so it was, it was fun. Yeah, and next thing I know, I'm at a meeting of, you should go to Seek, and obviously it was still during COVID and the pandemic, um, and so we went to you marry, mm-hmm. um, and I, Vincent was like, you know what, I will pay for you to go, just go. And I was like, very hesitant, um, but it was the first time there that I received confession in two and a half, three years. Um, we went to adoration and did my first prayer team. And it was there that I didn't even tell them my name. And they were like, you said your name's Kira? And I was like, uh, that's my middle name. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> I was kidding. Like, I didn't even tell them my name. And it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just crazy God moments like that where, you know, the Lord can speak to you in little ways. But if you ask big of him, he's going to show up in big ways in your it life. Delivers. Yeah. So and then ever since then, I just I literally forced myself to be at the Newman Center in the basement studying every day. Um, and then just kind of grew my faith. Um, Vincent leads Exodus 90 at our oh, Newman nice. Center. Mm-hmm. Um, and he encouraged me to do Fiat Lent that year, which is kind of crazy to go from like not doing anything to Nothing doing to everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was the greatest thing, just kind of finding a community that really supports you. Um, and then really got into my faith and just kind of made it my own. Started asking for help from our focused missionaries there. We have four amazing missionaries. Really, really awesome missionaries. Yeah, and just one of them decided, you know what? We're going to walk hand in hand with her, and we're going to answer all those hard questions. Father Mark would sit down with me anytime he had the opportunity. My brother invited me to come to RCIA with him um, just to ask those hard questions. And then, um, well, now I'm the Newman Club president. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> Don't know how that happened, but Lord, Lord willing. Will, that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. God will. is good. God yes, is good. Yeah. Vincent, have you always been connected with your faith? Did you come to School Minds already excited about Plugged the faith, in. or what's your story? Yeah, so I've, I've always been, um, like, when I, I remember back when I was in, when we were in Colorado, I think I was, like, what, first or second grade, going through uh, religion class, and I was like, they talked about the martyrs, and I'm like, I want to be that guy. Like, <laughs> dude, put, put me in the middle of, like, Afghanistan. I'll die for my faith right now, like, little little Vince and I was like we should do that um so I think the Holy Spirit's always really been with me giving me that grace but I've there was there was a big point in my life where I was like I was sitting in mass and I was looking at mass and I'm like no shot this is real um it, like it doesn't make it, it still doesn't make sense to me why the Lord should love me at all because he shouldn't like it it doesn't make sense to to like to our human brains um but it wasn't till NCYC and I had a profound experience with the Lord where uh, he the God of the universe showed me his eyes, like not not like Jesus or the Holy Spirit, but but God who exists outside of creation, um, like prophet vision style. I saw the eyes of God, which was the the most profound way the Lord could ever connect with me. And since then, I've always been like fighting to stay in that. Um, but then I did dual enrollment my senior year of high school during COVID uh, and at the Minnesota State University Mankato Newman Center. Uh, that's why I really, really fell in deep. Oh, I bet. Um, and I, I came to this campus actually like wanting to, wanting to kind of like change it, wanting to like come in and turn everything around and make it MSU. And then the Lord was like, I'm humility. That's a great virtue. Um, <laughs> and he really, he really like worked with me a lot to like show me that like not, not everybody's faith experience or faith community should be the same. Um, and like really 
forced me to grow to recognize the beauty of the South Dakota Mines Newman Center, or sorry, the Rapid City Newman Center, because it's for everybody in Rapid City. Uh, and that was that was just a really big gift for me, and I've just since then been, I think, growing a lot more as as a leader, like as a man, um, as as a leader in the faith, which has been, <laughs> again, very hu uh, hum hu humbling, but a really really beautiful time just growing in my faith with the Lord. And so you, uh, you're a couple of years behind your sister, and mm -hmm. you watch her come to School of Mines and lose her faith, and and the great younger brother uh, instinct kicks in to to love her back into the church, and yeah. and maybe yeah, what was that like to to be from a distance, but yeah. to calling your sister home, calling your sister. It was it was it was really hard, um, but I'm really glad that like I mean the Lord in his infinite knowledge knew exactly what he was doing because um coming back here like that experience was something i needed um to know that like the invitation is is all that you need um to like constantly just invite those you love because you love them um because you want to see them in the eternal glory of heaven like j just to invite them and like so actually this easter i got to walk with my roommate uh into the catholic faith i was his sponsor um, which was just a tremendous gift um but without without Elizabeth, I wouldn't have been able. I wouldn't have been equipped to do that. I would have no idea how to like actually love somebody in the midst of seeing them, um, like almost in a way doing things that hurt them. Like knowing knowing that that's just going to hurt them in the end, and like experiencing that raw pain, um, like with with somebody who I love for the uh, for all of my life because she's my sister. Like to have have that be the first person to encounter that with, just showed me that like it's okay. Like it's okay to feel like that pain and just to, just to sit with them in that because, like they eventually their heart knows that they're in pain, like eventually eventually by natural law, it it, it will it will find out the pain that it's in and the sorrow that it feels by living in this world. Um, yeah, don't give up on the person. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I'm a very stubborn individual, and I think after year oh, two he was. He was tired of was keeping tired. hearing. Well, you know, I've been hurt. You don't you don't understand, and he's like. But the Lord does. And I think that just him embracing me with love, not, well, I know better than you, like that kind of thing. It was, he just didn't give up on me. And I think that's the biggest thing of like, if you know someone who stopped practicing their faith, just don't give up on them. Just continually keep inviting them, but do it from a place of love, not from a place of like, you should be doing this, something like that. Well, and that's such a great testimony and, and, and so empowering because so many of us are afraid to reach out to the people that yeah. we love and call them back home because we're afraid of seeming holier than thou or something like that. And so to just be there, like you said, I'll be praying for you. Even if you can't come to church, I'll mm. be there for you. Well, and the simple question of just what can I pray for? Like if they're going through a hard time, like I really was, he was like, well, what can I pray for? And since I, you know, I had the foundations of having a faith, I was like, oh, well, yeah, of course. Like, I've been praying lately, too. Like, of course, I'll have someone else pray for me. And it's an easy invitation because even if they aren't practicing their faith, at least their, you know, intentions are being heard and it's being brought to the Lord. Mary is a great intercessor. Oh, she's awesome. And since taught me that one. We love so. Mary. We yeah. Love Mama Mary. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So, it's beautiful. It's just great. And I just always encourage people invite 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 and that's kind of been our mission as newman officers of just even if they're not practicing their faith or they have no faith at all in college obviously with college students it's daunting to walk up to a college yeah. student and bring up the topic of faith yeah. because especially at a stem school you meet a lot of people who are very strong in that their belief that there is no god 
that when you die, you just you turn go into, into the dirt. Ground. Yes. Yeah. Which is really sad, I think. Um, but at the same time, it's just encountering them and saying, okay, let me hear you out. Mm-hmm. Where are you at? Let's walk with you. Um, and we can show them like the beauty of the beatific vision, right? right. Because there's, there's so little hope in turning to dirt, but there's like so much more um, just like love and joy and hope that you don't really get if you just have that, the, like the, the scientific secular worldview. And it, it converts many hearts. Amen. Elizabeth, Vincent, thank you guys for joining us. We are going to talk more after the break, uh, a little bit about uh, the work that you guys have been doing uh, at the Newman Center, uh, the Rescue Project, and I want to hear more about this RCAA group and uh, and your future as an engineer in the the (laughs) Fellowship of Catholic University students. So listeners, come back. Don't, uh, Don't turn off the radio. Join us after the break at Real Presence Radio Live. Amen. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily Meditations of Pope Benedict XVI, presented by Leonardo Di Filippis of St. Luke Productions. Creatures that can be one with Christ. In the New Testament, Christ is referred to as the second Adam, as the definitive Adam, and as the image of God. This means that in him alone appears the complete answer to the question about what the human being is. Creation is, as it were, a preliminary sketch that points to him. This relationship of creature to Christ, of the first to the second Adam, signifies that human persons are beings en route beings characterized by transition. They are not yet themselves. They must ultimately become themselves. Human beings must die with Christ like a grain of wheat in order truly to rise, to stand erect, to be themselves. Human persons are not to be understood merely from the perspective of their past histories or from that isolated moment that we refer to as the present. They are oriented toward their future and only it permits who they really are to appear completely. We must always see in other human beings persons with whom we shall one day share God's joy. We must look upon them as persons who are called together with us to be members of the body of Christ with whom we shall one day sit at table with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob and with Christ himself as their brothers and sisters, as the brothers and sisters of Christ, and as the children of God. This meditation is taken from Benedictus, published by Ignatius Press and Magnificat, and produced by St. Luke Productions. Learn more at stlukeproductions.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. I'm Jacques Daniel here with... Amy Julian. And... Elizabeth Benzmiller. And Vincent Benzmiller. (laughs) 
Or Welcome. Elizabeth's brother. Elizabeth's brother. Yeah, Elizabeth. That's my, there that's you my go. formal term. Formal term. <laughs> Love it. Turn Vincent's, around this fair play. Vincent's sister. Uh, we're here downtown uh, Rapid City, South Dakota with Real Presence Radio Live. We've been listening to Elizabeth and Vincent share a little bit about their story. Uh, growing up Catholic, uh, losing Elizabeth losing her faith uh, at, the, at in college, and Vincent calling her back. Amen. Uh, and and we're excited. So I so I met Elizabeth when I was at the Newman Center a few years ago. Um, but just on Saturday, you guys had a Bridges of Faith event, and um, I got to see the two of you interacting, which was fun, and <laughs> share a little bit of your story and a little bit about the things that are happening at the Newman Center. And um, for those who don't know, the Newman Center doesn't just, it's right you know, on the back side of the School of Mines campus, but it is the Rapid City Newman Center, mm-hmm. so it uh, exists to really serve all of the students in the Rapid City area, and yeah. there's some amazing things that are happening. Oh, yeah. What are some we, things that are going on at the Newman Center? We have so much going on. I think there's <laughs> something much. going on Far too much. every day. Oh. I mean, I think that it's a great time. We have students. Yeah. Um, a lot of South Dakota Mines students are hard rock Catholics, but we also have SDSU nursing students. Um, some BH students come through, I know, even though we're rival schools. <laughs> yeah, don't don't um, beat the BH students. <laughs> but we work with the BH Newman Center a whole lot. Yeah. Um, we love you know working with them because you know we're all part of this beautiful universal church. Um, but day to day at our Newman Center, we have so much going on. I mean, we have Sunday supper and Sunday mass. Um, Sunday, Monday, we have Sursum Corda, which is like a praise and worship night, um, which is confession, adoration, some beautiful music. Prayer um, teams sometimes too. Prayer teams, nice. which has mm-hmm. been so amazing for our students just to have that resource because sometimes they've never experienced prayer teams. I was one of those people. Um, freaked me out at first. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah. Um, and then I just was, you know, I learned about it, and it was such a beautiful thing. Um, and then Tuesday, rosary walk that follows. You can't rosary forget rosary walks. walk. Come on, now, get the rosary walk. Oh yeah. Yes. Well, and rosary making has mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, we walk around campus. We start in the quad, and then we walk all the way up and around, and we end up back in the quad, and then we all walk. It's always just a really fun. It's a fun way to wrap up your Monday night, because you know, mom. Um, when rain or shine, so we oh yeah, got no. some. it can be some really bad weather <laughs> during okay. rosary walk, but we are still there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and people can use their rosaries that they've made. Um, we had a rosary making class this last mm-hmm. semester, um, and people have really gotten into it at our Newman Center. That's kind of become their creative outlet, being at a STEM school, um, and that was something that you know really was a great way where they could connect with their families. If their families aren't practicing, you'd be like, "Hey, mom, I made you a rosary at my Newman Center." Oh, and it's just a great way to start a conversation. Um, so that's kind of one way that Rosary Walk has really, you know, developed. Um, and then Tuesdays, we've got RCIA, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesdays, we have swing dancing in the basement of the Newman Center. Thursdays, we have our RC Newmanites, which is mass at 7 p.m. instead of noon. And um, we always do a fun activity afterwards. Like this last week was s'mores and cornhole outside. Bags. Bags. S'mores and yes. bags. Oh. <laughs> It was so much fun. Um, lots of good food, too. Anything with food, college students will flock mm-hmm. to. Um, Fridays, usually we end up doing movie nights and things like that. Um, Playing cards. Yeah. Playing some curds. Exactly. So it's just a good time, and we always have you know, some guys playing music down there, pulling out their guitars, doing a jam sesh, or amazing pianists, things like that. Um, but you know, it's just a day-to-day center. We want it to be a home away from home um, where students can come and study. And just make friends, you know, make it their little family away from school. And, well, I think it's definitely become that for us, even though we are family, Vincent and I. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Vincent started Exodus 90 fraternities. And, well, you can talk more about that. It's more of like a family. Yeah. 
um, especially so the last two years we've had Exodus. Um, this year I was the one who ran it, which was absolutely terrifying, but humbling all the same. Um, <clears throat> and like that fraternity aspect has been something that I've seen uh, especially grow, um, a lot, especially this year in the Newman Center. So I'm, I'm actually part of my own uh, Greek fraternity, Lambda Chi Alpha. Um, and I've been able to like reap a lot of the benefits and the fruits of like having like a real fraternal bond and seeing that now happening in like the Newman Center, like really having a, like an accountable community that challenges each other and like grows together, walks together in that good old basement um, has been a really, a really profound gift, especially one that's founded in prayer and asceticism. So we all, we all fast together, but then we all very much feast together. Um, so like we had Sunday brunches where it was like all rules off every, every Sunday during Exodus where we all just got down in the basement and had a good time. So it, we do, we do a lot of really awesome, awesome stuff at the new. Well, and it's great for a men's community because Vincent grew up with all sisters. So I oh, think yeah. he was definitely looking for, you know, those needed, adopted brothers. Some brother. <laughs> but yeah, their men's brunch is so much fun. They're always, our kitchen is never not being used. Like nope. that fridge is always is full of students' food. So full. But it's so fun because it's a way where Bible studies can kind of, you know, meet on common ground. Everyone likes food, right? But the brunches have been fun. And, you know, the women have cooked men brunch before um, just to show them our support because there's a lot more men at our Newman Center, which is actually not common. Right. Usually it's a lot more women, which actually when I went to the Focus Recruitment Weekend, that really shocked me. I was like, wait, there are women in the faith. <laughs> um, but it's been really great just to see it such an alive men's community. So if you're a man out there looking for young adults to really just like walk with you on your faith journey the like you're not alone it's the human place. centers are a great place to find you know people who will uplift you and yeah. just walk with you and challenge you in a positive way i'll say for sure well in a way to train men to be spiritual leaders of their family as Absolutely. after they mm -hmm. leave school you know that's a tremendous blessing it's, it's a really huge deal and actually um a, a big group of men just i think they just finished their saint joseph consecration yesterday for um uh, St. Joseph the Worker. I think that was yesterday. I think it's coming up on May 5th. Or it's, all right, it's coming up soon. I must have had my calendar wrong. But they're doing a, a consecration to St. Joseph, so like, you know, our spiritual fathers, so they can become more spiritual fathers. Um, but like that, that paternal goal has become something that's like very, very strongly witnessed at our Newman Center, which is awesome. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. So the School of Mines is well known for its uh, STEM education, you mm -hmm. know, to to churn out engineers and, and leaders in the industry and the sciences and the sciences. But what they, uh, what most people don't know, uh, but though you guys have found is like, we have an amazing Newman center. We have an yeah. amazing Catholic faculty between Dr. Rankin, the president of the school yeah, and, and uh, a variety of people who plug into the center. It's, we have a, a beautiful spot here. Yeah. yeah. It definitely yeah. surprised me how many Catholic professors we have. Yeah. Um, I've been taking classes and then I'll see them like around at different parishes and I'm like, wait, they're Catholic and they're so open. Like if you go up and you're like, Hey, I saw you at mass. They're like, no way. And then you invite them to a Newman center thing and just the support that they have for our nice. students of, you know, I think Vince was talking with Dr. Kirk actually. And he was like, yeah, Liz was trying to graduate. Keep her in your prayers. And he's like, absolutely. Yep. Um, so it's been really great because Vincent, he's an engineering major. I'm a science major. Um, and just being able to, you know, I started off engineering, don't get me wrong, mm -hmm. but um, more of a people person, less right, of a numbers machine right, person. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's been really great to see that, you know, even like the logical analytical side, um, that STEM is, you, your faith goes right alongside with it. It can be parallel. The ties that it has, um, you know, when you're dealing with very logical analytical people, you think it'd be a lot harder than it is, but 
you know, they like to ask questions and thankfully with the Catholic Church, there are answers. We have all the answers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that it's true. always consistent. We don't have to suspend our belief in science and technology in oh, order absolutely. to fully embrace our faith. Right. That the, the God of, of the universe is also the God of logic and math mm-hmm. and reason and science and exactly. all of the things. Yeah. 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 I, even I, last night uh, for Lambda, we have our weekly education, and we were talking about morality. Um, and we got on a discussion of uh, Thomas Aquinas' natural law, and just mm-hmm. like how, like how the like the mindset of like the creator of the world as an engineer, right? So like he he created the world with his own like um, like datums of quality that that set each each piece of creation in its own order. And so like us as engineers, like we look at you know the senior engineer who's created something that we need to make. And we, we choose to follow the way that he made it because that's, that's how it's supposed to operate. And just like, it's so cool how, like, an experience as an engineer, which would secularly be seemingly exterior to the faith, actually fits so well um, in, into those pieces, like natural law, for example, like we were talking about. And it's, it's really cool how we, we see those engineers come in and like, mm, I don't know. But then they, they come out just on fire um, and, and ready to just be obedient to the faith. Well, that's why we had eight people finish RCI this last Easter because they really, you know, their answers get questions. And we have an amazing um, volunteer, you know, employer, uh, Shauna. Catechist. Catechist. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Shauna's amazing. Shauna's Shauna's amazing. amazing. We've worked with her and... And you mentioned on Saturday, so you had R- you started RCA, but then you had another group of people. And what? Tell me about this, you know, we don't have project. a ton of time, but the rescue yeah. project. It's been amazing. Yeah, as someone who kind of stopped practicing their faith and wanted to come back and just have a lot of those hard questions answered. Um, I went to RCIA, but I kind of talked with Father Mark and Shauna, and they also kind of saw a need where we have a lot of individuals who. Maybe they're not quite ready to fully commit and say, okay, I want to be Catholic, but they want to have a lot of their hard questions answered. They want to start building a theological foundation. Um, and so we started the rescue project. It's through X29. Um, and that's been amazing. There's a whole video series. Yeah, I sent it to my mom and my sister. I was it's like, you guys got to watch it. Yeah. It was so good. Um, and someone who is kind of on fire for their faith now, I'm walking alongside another woman. Um, and I'm attending with her because she's someone who she never got confirmed. And she actually came to me and was like crying on my couch. Um, she's someone who stopped practicing their faith with me um, when she joined Greek life as well. Knew her from freshman year. Um, and she was just like, yeah, I want to get confirmed. Where do I start? And I was like, this is nice. the perfect starting place. Um, and so we have five women in the program. It's open for men and women. We just happen to be uplifting and growing that women community, Wrapping which I'm about. really excited oh, yeah. about. Um, so we have eight people kind of going to it and we have a local family who brings us into their home, makes us delicious food. We're mm-hmm. so thankful for them. Um, we just get to, you know, watch these amazing videos that show us, you know, what faith can look like, um, how to practically apply it into your life and how, you know, what does it mean to you? How can you make it your own? Um, and it's been really beautiful and we're hoping to grow the program and continue it for a long time. Yeah. And I think one thing it does especially well that I've seen that RCA sometimes struggles with is the rescue project really facilitates an encounter with the Lord. Um, like there's a retreat and like you, you can see these women actually like encountering the love of Jesus Christ, which is profound and what, what you need to spark a conversion. It's so beautiful. Well, uh, Elizabeth, Vincent, thank you guys for joining us this thank morning. You. Thank you for thank taking you for having us on. Time out of your busy uh, study schedule and sure. 
uh, just sharing with us just the, the beautiful things that are happening at the Newman Center. And God bless you, Elizabeth. We didn't get a chance to talk about your focus missionary uh, future, but uh, next time. We'll have to have you on next time. Absolutely. So, uh, listeners, don't go far. We have Bill Donahue joining us uh, after the break to talk about a new book, The War on Virtue. Uh, join us in just a few moments back here at Real Presence Radio Live. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. 